With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome in to the KSR Football Podcast presented by Justice Dental. I'm Nick Roush, joined by Drew Franklin, Freddie Maggard, and Adam Luckett. Freddie, you got a, you got your mouse back? No, uh, Ellie came in and copied and pasted everything, so I'm good to go. Okay, all right, good. I, I was yeah, I got some. You... I got some help. No, I. Are you... I can't find it. Are you going? Do we need to get you a new one? Yeah, we can get. Yeah, we can get you a new one. Yeah, I need. We'll, we'll get IT on it. All yeah, right, we got IT. a big department. Maybe yeah. legal too. We got okay. a legal department now. I learned yeah. that. It, it's just. It's a whole uh, infrastructure over here at the KSR Football Podcast. A big week. Florida week, we're going to recap Vanderbilt. Um, a lot going on. Uh, gambling's going live this week. It's just there's, there's a lot happening this final week of September, and um, yeah, it's it's a little bit crazy. Luckett moved last week. Luckett, are you are you in your house right now? I picked a bad time to move, gentlemen. Um, this was not great timing on my part. Um, Spectrum is very much being a mid-major football program right now sucky mid-major football program so i can't i have no internet for probably till thursday and of course it's, oh. it's right this might be our busiest week of the football season and i have no internet so so the uh the chicago bears aka spectrum are really not helping me out much so i'm at my brother's house right now and so i'm probably gonna hang out here for the Bengals game afterwards so I had to make the drive back into Louisville. Uh, back, he literally lived like a street over from where I, I just moved from. So I'm back. I'm just pretty much I'm here like I never left. Is it? Is is? I don't. I don't mean this to be an insult, but is this kind of what we get for moving to Bullitt County? Like it? I mean, do they even have internet <laughs> uh, <yeah>. in Mount Washington? <laughs> apparently not. No, apparently they, we have fiber, and I didn't even know. So Spectrum told me today that since I have fiber, it's going to be even longer for I they can get out there. So oh, apparently so Bullitt County is too, <laughs> we're too nice. <laughs> I'm, too, I'm, too, I'm too good of a part of Bullitt County. I can't get uh, I can't get internet. So oh, man. here we go. I think I might visit the Mount Washington Library tomorrow. Oh, nice. Nice. Um, Big day. You, you can, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can give us a full report. Uh, maybe check out a book or two. Um, I hear Dr. Seuss is really great for uh, your reading level. So, uh, you, you know what is really nice, though, Drew, is our friends at Justice Dental. You've been there a time or two. Why don't you tell the fine folks what they can get at Justice Dental? Well, I'll tell you, I was just there last Thursday. And uh, oh. not only will you get whatever you need for your teeth. I needed a Visalign one time. If you need that, that works. Maybe just a cleaning. But it's not just about that. It's the relaxing environment. You know, some places, if you got a 2 o'clock, it's like 2.45, and they finally call you back. None of that. Walk right in. They're ready to go, and they're supposed to take you back. Everyone's awesome, nice, easy, and of course you get these pearly whites. So check out Justice Dental and their locations in Lexington. Was we got a Blazer Parkway and uh, mm-hmm. and Wellington. That's the one I go to Wellington. Yeah, I'm Team Blazer. Check out either yeah. one of them. Wellington, South Side of Town. Uh, you can visit them online, JusticeDental.com to schedule an appointment, or you can call them eight five nine five four three zero seven hundred. You can also text them to book an appointment. 
Kentucky had a date in Nashville. Um, I don't think your trip this time, look, it was eventful as our one in July. Uh, but there still were uh, a couple of crazy things that happened. Um, in what was – like, before we get in the game, can you just tell us what, what the hell is going on down there? Because I know we joke about it a lot, but it sounds like – I mean, Stoops was downplaying it before the game and then after the game was like, good riddance. Let's get the hell out of this 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 stadium. Yeah, uh, Bob the Builder Stadium. Nick, uh, does Duke watch Pup Struction? Um, the Rubble and Crew is that is that the same yeah. thing? Yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah. what I, I felt like I was in an episode of Pup Struction. Like there was just cranes everywhere. Um, there were construction workers in one of the end zones. They were just hanging out watching the game with the hard hat on, hard hats on. ESPN had their cameramen wearing hard hats. Uh, kind of a wild scene. Like getting in there was. Uh, an adventure in of itself. And even I heard from some fans that it was just a nightmare just trying to get into the game uh, when you're getting there early for 11 a.m. local kickoff. Like, they, you had to walk through Memorial Gym. No AC in Memorial Gym. Yeah, Jerry Stackhouse apparently cost too much money. Uh, and then at the, the floor at the arena is covered in dust. Like, the basketball floor is, just like, covered in dust. looked like no one had been in there for three months. It's just covered in dust. So they didn't I guess put a tarp down or anything, or I guess they don't use it? the floor. I guess they just don't use the gym in there. And so after finally we made it through the maze, and then you have to walk all the way down and walk through an end zone and come out there. And then they have the scoreboard in the the to the end zone to the left when you're sitting in the press box, and it's pretty much like they just called uh, MCA or whatever the booking company is in Nashville, one of the hundreds of them, and said, hey, do you have like a concert festival scoreboard we can use or video board we can use? And they just went out there and they hung it up. And then about 20 minutes after the game was over, they had that thing down and like packed up. And they were back back to work in that end zone. And it's not just that. It's the entire campus around it. I mean, it is just a huge construction site. So like all the jokes you are hearing, like it's even like more than you could even imagine just being there. I mean, there's just all kinds of stuff going on so it sounds like drew we we really deserve we're bosses of the year for not sending freddie to nashville i mean i can't i can't imagine he paid his nashville dues this summer that was a lot of nashville for freddie already it would have been way too much to send him in to that live construction site didn't you twist your knee there up in the stands back before they were Yes, yeah. I was on crutch. I think I was on crutches or on a cane or something, and my seat was up top. And I hate that place. There's no parking, so my sister, uh, I pulled it up earlier. She tweeted something like, "Only thing would be worse if I, I got on an elevator when a clown show broke out because I hate Vanderbilt Stadium. I hate cl- uh, clowns and I hate." Elevator. So yeah, I'm glad. Thank you for not making me make go there. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, that I mean, you would have been treated to at least some some fun stuff on the football field, but it sounds like everything else was a nightmare around it. There was a lot going on. Um, we alluded to it at the top of the show, but there's a lot going on now. Uh, we've got Eagles Bucks Monday night football. I might be sweating out a first touchdown bet. Thankfully, the Eagles got a stop, so we got the the Bucks on the board. Also, got some prize picks action. If you, if any of y'all been listening to the Pigskin preview, Luck and I have been playing, and I think on the year I'm about two for five 
it's it's a pretty fun daily fantasy sports game you can play with prize picks. And look at I um I, I decided to get in on some action tonight. Your Cincinnati Bengals, they're Let's playing. Go. Um, are we nervous right now? Are we nervous at all? Yeah, uh, yeah. I would uh I, I would I would donate my calf to Joe Burrow if I could. So a little nervous about Aaron. <laughs> well. Oh, and there goes my my speakers just went out. Um, but nevertheless, prize picks. Oh man, we're off to a great start this week. Prize picks though is a great way to get in on the action. Well, Joe Burrow, I I, I know you, Bengals fans have been worried, but I think this is with the time when their offense turns it on. We're going more passing yards. I think Tutu Atwell is going to get a, a bunch of targets. Baker Mayfield, I, I'm going less on his. The Eagles get a big dub, so it's a fun way to play. Uh, you still have time to get in on that Bengals game. You've got about 15, 20 minutes. So if you want to get in on it, now is the time. And you can get some extra money thrown your way too. Prizepicks.com or download the Prizepicks app. Use promo code KSR. You'll get 100 bucks, up to 100 bucks back. They're going to match your first deposit 100%. Prizepicks.com, whether it's NFL, baseball season, our playoffs are right around t- like. The Reds might be out of it, but if you want to get in, uh, pick your squares, more or less, string them all together. You get some great odds. You can also do the flex play, give yourself a little wiggle room if one of the guys wants to get out. Um, we tried playing Ray Davis this weekend. Uh, he did not get over his 97 rush yards, but he did get two touchdowns. Uh, Prospects.com, promo code KSR, 100% deposit match after 100 bucks. But, uh, Freddie, I... Ray, he had his two touchdown game. I was, it felt like he kind of needed to just get, get through that game because he, it looked like he was pressing a little and things were just a little weird for Ray, but he did get two scores and a big W over his former team. Yeah. I think both teams, both sides were pressing with Ray Davis, right? I think he, he was pressing a little bit East and West could when he needed to go North and South at times. So I think he was pressing a little bit, and then I, every time he got the fo- uh, got the football, you could tell that Vanderbilt was – they were trying to, to bring the heat on him and, and lay the smack on him. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad that's over with. I'm, got, I'm glad he got his touchdowns. But, uh, yeah, that you know, that, that's still a concern for me is, is getting north-south. But then you look at the numbers, man, Kentucky looks good in, in most of the categories because uh, offensively it's a boomer bust situation. Um, Ten – First down plays led to second down and 10 plus. I mean, that's, that, that's going backwards and that's inefficient. But yeah, Ray Davis, and, and I loved you, Tom McClain, in that game. I thought he played really well, cut well, good vision. So hope he gets more carries. Yeah, and the we, we, we can get to specific running back problems, but you talk about bringing the smack. Drew, did you see the, the pass pro play where Ray just like jumped at some dude like a spider monkey? I mean, it was like a – it reminded me of a, like a slam ball where they both like just jump at each other at the same time and meet. I mean, I, he was um, playing with a little reckless abandonment on Saturday. You don't think he was uh, lacking in er- any energy in the uh, highly anticipated return back to Nashville? I don't re- remember that specific play. I hope he was on the on the right end of that. He Yeah, yeah. 
it, but they kind of exploded. Like it, it was, it, there, it was so much there, that my wife stopped me and was like, "What was that?" <laughs> there wasn't a true winner. They both went backwards. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was like, um, I don't know, like two hockey guys getting hit and they both just kind of fall backwards. It was, it was crazy, crazy. It doesn't shock me that he brought the juice. I mean, <clears throat> all week, obviously, was talking about Ray Davis and getting back to Vandy. He did a little trash talking on Wednesday about playing his old team. Uh, Clark Lee had those statements, but really, I'm glad he got that touchdown out of the way, and you know, he wanted to get one of those, get that in the first quarter. I think that kind of put that aside, and they were just able to play football. Barry on Brown being the one uh, to set it up too with a big 50-yard touchdown pass, kind of like that little Nashville connection early. After uh, I talked about way too much going into that game, it was good to see both those guys play well. Yeah, they really did play well, didn't they, Luckett? Especially. You know, we 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 love to nitpick the offense right now, but there was a, a lot of positives to take away from this offensive performance. And Freddie's he's looking at him in a big note sheet. I can see it right there. He's got tons of notes, and I can't wait to hear them all. Yeah, okay. I think Barry this Brown. Is oh, go ahead, go ahead, Adam. I'm sorry. Uh, Barry and Brown had a. I'll let you go here in a minute, Freddie. Barry and Brown had a big drop, I think, in the red zone that led to a field goal. Really kind of started a calamity of errors that you saw from Kentucky. But overall, I thought he played his best game. Of the year, um, the goal ball, obviously, or the out and up to set up the first Ray Davis touchdown, and then he did a good job, I think, ball tracking and being a receiver on that on that second deep shot in the fourth quarter, just getting down there, getting a foot down, making a great catch, um, starting a drive, and then I think offensively, the down down efficiency, like Freddie alluded to, that's been an issue. They're falling behind the chains. Um, a lot of incompletions. Uh, I think that's maybe the offense's biggest issue: incompletions and inefficient runs. But they're kind of they're kind of like Adam Dunn. I mean, a lot of strikeouts, but they can go yard on you at any time. And so that's a shout out to my Reds fans in the chat there. A, a little throwback. Uh, but that they just got to find a way to be more consistent because the highs are really really high. Freddie, is that? Or... Is that sustainable? You think like you think this this can work? Yeah, I, I think is I think that's what everybody's wondering because I've I've at least adjusted my eyeballs to get used to like this isn't going to be four yards and in inside zone, three yards in a cloud of dust sort of deal. <laughs> um, but like, can Kentucky sustain the explosiveness and continue scoring at a a high level? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's going to. It's going to take more down-to-down consistency, in my opinion, because uh, the pass rush is getting ready to get amped up against Florida and Georgia, and then there's some teams on there with some dudes. So uh, I think it's going to be need to be more down-to-down. I think hopefully with Kenneth Horsey get back, gets back, that middle guard, center guard is, is going to get cleaned up a little bit. Uh, and then the accuracy. With Leary, I mean, it's just it's odd to me that he was one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the country before he got injured, and now we're seeing a little bit different version of that. But I noticed something on Saturday that some of those Adam uh, first down incompletions are, to me, appear to be tagged routes, where you get in a huddle and you say whatever play, then you know, then you tag a receiver, and that's it's going to him or nobody. And a few of those, I don't think Leary – I think Leary's too experienced to see him stare down that much. So I'm not so certain those are not, hey, you're going to throw the ball here uh, kind of incompletions. But I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not in the huddle. But, yeah, I, I, it's just hard, man, because the, the competition level, is, it, go, it goes up, right? And it's, it's not going to come back down the rest of the year. So 
I think consistency and execution down by down, especially on first down, needs to get better. But again, you look at the numbers, uh, the numbers don't meet the eyes and the eyes don't meet the numbers. This team is is a team where the weaknesses are, are strengths and where we thought strengths are now weaknesses. So it, it's an odd year. But no, I, I, I have a hard time thinking you're going to explode like that for a year. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I think that the first interception that Freddie's talking about when he gets pressured, he steps up in the pocket, he doesn't really get to step into the throw. Barians, obviously, they got him. They got a guy underneath and a guy over top running with him. He's not open, uh, and he underthrows it bad. I mean, that that's and you, we've seen a we've seen a few deep shots to Barian like that where he's just not open and Larry's throwing it anyway. So, you know, it could be a thing where he's the only kind of guy there. You know, maybe they got to build in some options for me for him. But for me, you know, Larry's missed throws. There's no doubt about that. But there's also been drops. But there aren't a lot of layups in this past game. There's a lot of they're asking to make a lot of hard throws. You know, even the these outs he's throwing right on the money are hard throws. These deep outs, and he, you know, the, there's not a lot of layups for him. Um, so I think they could use a few more layups, but he's missed some of the layup throws too. So that's kind of just kind of a little. I mean, again, a little clunky. Uh, but if you you know explosive play, if you can win explosive plays week in week out, you're going to win a lot of football games. Kentucky's proven they can take away explosive plays on defense. It might just be a season where they're, they're going to be inefficient. It's going to look ugly at times, but at any point, they're a powder keg. They could just explode for a four-play, 75-yard drive, and that just might be the offense they are this season. Um, to me, the reason I would think it might have a chance to sustain is because it, it's two-way explosiveness. It's not just pass game. It's not just run game. They're getting both. So if you're getting both, that's just, you know, every, every time you come up to take a swing, whether it's a run play or a pass play, you got a chance to – bust one and that's that's I think been the the best part of the offense this year is that they've been able to create explosives in both regards whether running the ball or throwing the football Drew, the I, first touchdown did you get it who'd you have uh, who were you rooting for oh 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 who was it no it didn't happen uh it's too I, bad yeah I did not have Zacchaeus as a uh 34 yard touchdown I I I know Zacchaeus in the Bible. I did not know Zacchaeus, the Eagles receiver. I was really hoping for a Jalen Hurts quarterback sneak sort of deal. The little uh, push-up, uh, you know, the little butt, butt shove. Is that what we're calling it? Yeah, you'll get him next time. Yeah, you know, it's good. It was good odds. It was, it was money I already won. So, you know, easy peasy. Think about gambling. Keep doing it. Just keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep going. Um, Great advice. Today, it's, it's today, not my actual advice. <laughs> so today I sat in Mark Stoops' chair for our rapid reaction. I think Stoops watches rapid reactions. I think he does because today he echoed a point that Luckett made on the field Saturday. And, yeah, we're Luckett, Luckett made the point Mark like, man. hey, if if – if they if these bad plays weren't all happening at once, like you wouldn't feel so bad about it. And Stoops said today, you know, would have been nice if one of those three and outs would have been at the end of the game. And it's like, oh, you know, like maybe if you didn't drop back to back first down throws on the first drive of the third quarter and then drop a snap and then get stepped on in the next possession, like those would be bad anytime. But back-to-back to, back to open a half, it feels much worse. So, um, 
okay, here's our opportunity. What do we tell Mark Stoops to do for the Florida game if if we know he's watching now? It's probably How in the comment envision- section right now. <laughs> What's his burner? <laughs> Who is Mark Stoops? <laughs> How do we envision Mark G. Stoops watching watching our uh watching the like is it like go to you know lay down go to bed watch your youtube videos is he watching how to make bourbon and he's like let's see what the ksr guys are saying is he first thing in the office it's just like all right check my email um tell my kid talk to my kids oh, let's, let's check out the ksr youtube video is he at practice just bored hey manager give me my phone let me see what what the rev reaction is how do we think he's consuming ksr's uh-huh. youtube content I think the rap, the rapid reactions, just given timing, they're probably a bathroom watch, but that gets him in the KSR algorithm for, like you're saying, later at night when he's watching his bourbon videos or, uh, you know, scouting some kid in Florida. It pops back up from those bathroom rapid reactions, but I think it all starts in the bathroom. Or he's subscribed like all of you all are right now, and you subscribe and you get a notification whenever we go live or a new video pops up. So, boom. Do it to it. Um, yes, he, he is going to see me sitting in his chair, and I'm sure he's not going to like that. Um, not going to like that one bit, Matt. Um, but one thing that I bet he did like is the play of Maxwell Harrison. And, <clears throat> Freddie, if I have a one giant big-picture takeaway from the first part of this season that's a positive, it's that, it's that like the, the secondary has guys stepping up that can match – the tenacity of the front seven because Brad White's doing some fun stuff up front with different twists. And like, there's a lot of movement going on up there where he might not necessarily be bringing the house. He might only be bringing four, but he's doing it in such a confusing way that it's putting pressure on quarterbacks. And then the corners are being dogs and hell Harrison was in the right place at the right time for those pick sixes. But Freddie, I thought the other plays he made on the ball, the PBUs, were even more impressive. Ten targets for Shepard and only two receptions. Yeah, he's one of the three. best receivers in the conference. Well, they had three of them, and, and what they combined for five catches, maybe sixty yards. I mean, that's yeah. that's a really good trio. Couple things, you know. Earlier, I said that weaknesses or preseason weaknesses that we thought are now strengths. Preseason strengths are now not weaknesses, but kind of where they at, right? Mm-hmm. Cornerback was the big question we all had, and. Maxwell Harrison uh, is second on the team with tackles. He leads the SEC or tied for the lead in the SEC in interceptions and second in passes defended. So, and Andrew Phillips is a dude. I mean, he is a physical cornerback. So the corners are strength. We all thought that the safeties were going to be the strength of the secondary. It's the corners. Mm -hmm. Then the pass rush, we all expected the edges to be like, okay, we're going to go get it off the edge. As far as quarterback hurries, I, I broke this down. I sent Drew a bunch of stuff. I had a lot of time on my hands, Drew. I'm sorry about the email and stuff, man. No, I appreciate I, that. I was sitting always, in the office like two or three hours, and I got bored. I uh, always like a random email in the day that's just full of stats. Yeah. Here's the hurries. Hurts. Here's the hurries breakdown. Let's see if it tells what you're talking about, the front seven, Nick. Line, inside. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. 
For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The linebackers have three. The defensive line with nine, edge with four, DB one. So, and then we're not talking about quarterback pressures. I mean, pressures is a different animal. Deion Walker, 12 tackles, a tackle, uh, uh, one and a half TFL, one and a half sacks, but he's got 12 pressures and six quarterback hurries. I mean, that's when I say that he he influences the game more than any interior lineman that I can remember at Kentucky. That's why is the pressure. So, yeah, I mean, the cornerback's getting back to Harrison. He's at the right place, man. He plays hard. He's smart. I did not see this coming with him. I'll be quite honest with you. He has far exceeded my expectations. I thought Andrew Phillips would be what he is right now, right? But I did not expect Harrison. I thought that's why they brought in those transfers. But those two have played really, really well so far. Five of the first six possessions were three and outs. And um, the, the, the there was one in particular where A.J. Swan called uh, Dion. He saw Dion coming. And Will Shepard was open, but he just – it sailed out of bounds because, I mean, look at I'm running scared of, if I've got Dion Walker. If I'm staring down that barrel yeah. too, you know. Who wouldn't? Uh, but to Freddie's <laughs> point, both those guys physical. Physical at the top of routes. Play bigger than their listed size. Phillips and Hairston. I mean, Hairston and Will Shepard, that was a big boy battle throughout that game, and Hairston won most of those. And it was just competitive fight at the top of the route, just playing physical, playing through the football. Um, an unfortunate P.I. call. That was an awful call um, in the fourth quarter, but I thought he had an awesome game. And then it, it, that's even before you get into the pick sixes, which just kind of it fell to him a little bit, but he, t- he took advantage of the opportunities. And so he's been a really surprising spot or performer, I think, for Kentucky to this point. And Andrew Phillips has been rock solid as well. And I thought the safeties played one of their better games on Saturday. So the defense, like you look at it and you say, oh, they gave up 28 points, yada, yada, yada. But they scored 14. And if you look at that drive chart, I mean, they got six or seven or eight stops to start to get to start off the game and to really allow Kentucky to take full control. I thought they had an outstanding performance. And then they got really conservative I think in the second half just because they had that big lead but when the pressure was on and they needed to make a stop they Fanny got the ball down 24-13 twice and did not score um, they got a stop and they got that pick you know, so so cre- credit to Kentucky's defense they made the plays and the Derek Jackson interception and the awareness to get it to Phillips was an awesome play and Fish Lucky keeps unplugging his mic, doesn't he? He's getting too excited. <laughs> I don't mean to do that. Uh, if it didn't excited, sound so man. good, I thought he was holding a portable fan. <laughs> it does look like a fan, doesn't it? That's what I thought oh, when we man. started, but it sounds really good. Well, that's just his way of, his, his way of keeping cool. There we go. Let the Sorry people know. We back this up. Thing's, uh... I'm not having a good. I'm not having a great week, guys. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, you, um, a lot of lots going wrong for me the, over here. Y'all should have heard yeah. him on the phone. Let Nick with, tell you about uh, that beat I had on Saturday. Room. Oh, all right, Drew. If you want to just like see the worst loss you could possibly see, pull up the box score for App State versus Wyoming, and just here's one of the stat lines. Uh, Luckett was on App State. They were two-and-a-half-point dogs. Wyoming's quarterback completed five passes. 
I think they had seven total first downs, and they won and covered. Mm-hmm. They won and covered. I don't know how they did it. Five complete F-State passes. Was up, was up, I believe, eight with like five minutes left. Yeah. And, and then uh, gave up a 75-yard touchdown and then blocked a kick, and that's how – yeah. That's yeah. why we love it, though, right? That was the yeah. yeah. we yeah. for. Yeah, Caleb, I love this thing. Can't wait till it goes live on Thursday. Can't <laughs> <laughs> wait for Saturday. Do it all over again. Oh, man. I that's, do, uh, that's what makes us feel alive right there. We we do have, uh, I will say Thursday for the first day of mobile gaming going live. I know Drew's, the radio show's doing something big. Look at now, we're doing it big. Uh, Andy Staples come on 11 in personnel. We got some Kentucky football players on the show. Big day for a big week. Florida Gators coming to town. Um, sold out crowd. Um, UK's already telling people like, hey, sold out game. It's noon. Like, get there early. Don't try to chance it. This isn't, you know, first game of the year. There was some people out in the parking lot when the first kick happened. Just get there early. Get there. Be there like the students. Get your butts in the seats early. Um, and if you don't have a ticket, go to Game Time. Download the Game Time app right now. It's a tough ticket, but you can get it with Game Time. Um, it's easy to download. It's easy to find where you can get empty seats, where you can make sure you're in the house. You want to be there for this game as Kentucky goes for three straight against the Gators. And for first-time users, you're going to get 20 bucks off when you use promo code KSR with your first purchase that's gametime.co or download the game time app promo code ksr 20 dollars off two clicks bada boom bada bam your tickets right there on your phone you'll get to be there for the cats and the gators this saturday at kroger field it's going to be a doozy um man i drew i thought it would be a nice way like we can we can dabble back with vandy a little bit more but i thought now as we turn the page to florida let's just like, that streak was around for a long time. I don't want the hate to go away now that we're starting to kick their ass. So, let's remind everybody why we hate Florida so much. So, please, share with us why Florida is the worst. Just let's get what us that, going. Well, help me out. What did the streak end up being before it was snapped in 2018? What did it get up to? 31, 31. I believe. 31. I mean, that is that is absolute insanity. That's a That was a lifetime of losing to Florida it's amazing we're even living in a world where we are now where Kentucky's favored. I mean, I know we still have to play the game and hopefully win another one in this series in the uh, recent years. But, uh, I mean, it's crazy to me that Kentucky's even in the fight after three decades of losing that game till they snap the streak. But uh, we do need the youth um, to, to learn a little more of that hatred, bringing it back. back. Back in the days, I guess some examples. Spurrier, I believe you mentioned this today, like complimenting Kentucky's punter, like the most backhanded – compliment you can give is is doing that uh the chris doring play the fred uh freddie i know you have plenty the jared lorenzen interception that he used to always talk about on the show one he always wanted to take back freddie what's some of your gators hatred my gator hatred i have written right here for you guys so we oh, oh. Written down yeah we ran a freeze play you know what a freeze play is you get up to the line of scrimmage i get under the center I'm yelling out cadence, but we have no intention on snapping the ball. We're trying to draw the defense off, right? Right. So two weeks before, I had separated my shoulder at North Carolina. My backup gets hurt. I have to play against Georgia. We beat them on a two-minute drive. Then we play Florida. 
I still have a separated shoulder. I mean, it is killing me, right? So we're running a freeze play, and they jump, snap, I take a knee, five-yard penalty. So the defensive end knew what was going on. I, I, I guess he knew, right? So I'm on my knee. He, he's got an eight-yard head start run and go. He hits me full speed while I was on my knee on my oh. separated shoulder. So I go back. And with Bill Curry, you know, I mean, I mean, you don't move, right? I mean, whatever. But there were still some Claiborne dudes <clears throat> on that team. And my man, Rodney Jackson, may he rest in peace. We just lost, lost him. Got up from his tight end position and came over. And here goes, you know, and it's just – it turns out to be a little little heated. So, uh, right, that is my uh, hate Florida. Yeah, uh, it was not very fun. I, I hated that Jared, like – as much fun as he was, everybody always brought up his worst moment. And Florida did that to him. Florida did that to him. They they put us through hell. And then during during he didn't get it started, but he kept the ball rolling. He's nice now to Kentucky fans. No, dude, get the hell out of here. That the one dude, uh, the quarterback that that he he's a real slack jaw now. That dude's the worst. <laughs> um, you know who I'm talking about, Luckett? He does their hey, official stuff. Yes, Shane Matthews. That guy's a loser. He wasn't even good. And that was the other part, too. Spurrier was just rolling, like, five guys in and, like, having no trouble just juggling quarterbacks. It's like, no, that's not how football's supposed to be played. And yet he figured out to do it. He – that was that was, a, that was a long time. That was a lot to endure for a long time. And we focus on Spurrier, but then with Urban Meyer, they were just criminals and murderers. I and mean, really, no place in society for that kind of behavior – no. They still managed to keep the streak going, but they, they should have been allowed to walk amongst us. I know. A lot you, of people you, noting, and we don't celebrate injuries, but, you know, when T, Tim Tebow was the biggest thing ever, uh, Taylor Wyndham putting him on his back, we don't love that he was concussed, but that was kind of like one moment where it felt like Kentucky was competitive, uh, knocking down the big guy. The, that and the Joe Mansour fake field goal were the two good things that happened <laughs> yeah. in that series in like 15 years. There were a lot of 56 nothing. 65 to 3, 63 to 5, I think, in 2008. The first Kentucky game I ever went to as a fan was Spurrier versus Curry, mid 90s. Kentucky just got absolutely hammered. Uh, so, a lot of bad memories like that of just going in and knowing you don't have any chance. Like, how many times did Florida block a punt in this game? Um, no. Every yeah. time it felt like Rich Brooks played them after the game was all systems failure. Kentucky gets college game day. Of course, it's against Florida. Florida beats them. Um, go down there in 2014, the delay of game, um, the horrible delay of game call um, that you should Kentucky should have won the game down there, and it was Cheaters. just a lot of lot of that lot of that kind of stuff. It was just kept adding up and adding up and adding up. But finally, Kentucky got them, and then I felt the 2021 game to me was kind of the best moment of this streak because. Kentucky beat them down there. They still didn't beat them at home, and they dropped one in 2019. They felt they should have won. And to me, that was one of the better crowds at a Kentucky football game I can remember just from start to finish. We're really into it. That, that crowd really wanted to beat Dan Mullen on that day. And Florida had all this hype and momentum going into that game. They just played Alabama tough. And, like, the storyline all week was like, man, they played Alabama tough. This just might be a top-five team, <laughs> yada, yada, yada. They just played Alabama tough twice in the last – you know, two years. I mean, look at what job Dan Mullen's doing. And then another win there kind of, they unraveled after that. And then last year, 
you know, Anthony Richardson is winning the Heisman. Kentucky goes in there and ends that, and they unraveled after that. And so you're hoping they got some momentum now. They, the, Kentucky can be the one to kind of unravel it again. Um, but ever since Stoops has been here, they've always, I think, played well in this game and have had chances to win even when they didn't have the better team. They've always played Florida well and tough, smart. They've always been ready for this game. And I think that you have to think that's going to be the case again on Saturday. They this got goes, pretty I'm bad sorry, after losing to Southern Miss that year. That was, yeah. uh, was another that was bad another one. That, that, well. that was yeah. bad, yeah. <clears throat> this goes way back, and my buddy just texted me. Nick, you remember the old podcast we do we did with uh, yeah. J- Jay Dorch? And yeah. And Ed and Murray was talking about that game they played Florida, and I sent you some video. There were yeah. three three bench-clearing brawls, but it wasn't pushing and shoving. Oh, Th- yeah. There was dudes with helmets in their hands. I mean, it, three of them. And they were real cleared. fights. Real fights. And the, nobody got kicked out, and the game didn't stop. So – uh, it's changed a little bit. So, yeah, the, the fights against Florida used oh. to be pretty real. Actual actual fights, not this, you know, push and wait for the referee stuff. The uh, uh, We're also reminded of the phantom holding call on Nick Haynes. That, oh, that, that one was brutal. Um, the uh, one other one has it in the chat. Uh, oh, and it, I just, Boom Williams run. Oh, and you had Uncle Brent on the call. Boom goes the down. I mean, that was that was so awesome. And then they cheated, and the refs didn't call the delay of game. That team, like Kentucky, should have beat them. They were the better team that day. So many moments were just so close. It has felt good to go down there and win because Gainesville is a dump of a town. Like it's, it, there's nothing good about it. It's hot. It's stinky. It's miserable. Um, we did watch somebody fall down a bunch of stairs and break their arm last time we were there. Walk it. Um, Is that I don't know positive? if you actually saw that. I mean, it, it was, you know, I better than most that. of my experiences down there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just Gainesville sucks. It's not good. Um, and so the, the, the less, the fewer experiences you can have there, the better. Um, I, I will say I was very happy that my dad got to experience a win down there because, there ain't too many that happen in that place. Now it's time to to make this a constant, keep this a norm, uh, and keep this ball rolling because, I mean, for both teams, this, this game means a lot because, I mean, first and foremost, from Kentucky's perspective, you know, we, we don't really know what this team is. We think they can be really good. If they play well against uh, a quality team like Florida, then you can see a path to be in second in the East. Hell, upsetting Georgia as a top 25 team next week in Athens. Like, you can talk yourself into some stuff if you win this football game. From Florida's side of things, the Tennessee win kind of stopped the bleeding. But at the same time, they they're, the the next hat can drop at any moment. Um, and Sunbelt Billy can be put right back on the hot seat. And, uh, you know, like we had on, on KS Board, there was um, some folks were sharing some of the screen grabs from Gators online, and when they were kicking field goals from the 19-yard line, they were ready to to deport Graham Mertz in this this some in this offense again. So th- there's a lot on the line for both teams. And Drew, I don't know what it is, but these Florida fans, a lot of these SEC fans, their egos can't handle losing to Kentucky. And I, I think the the quick turnarounds and the rotating door of coaches at Florida 
it has as much to do with Kentucky's success over the Gators as anything. Losing to Kentucky is not good for job security in the SEC. Not at all. Like I said, it went three decades without doing it. <clears throat> Here in a few days, it'll be three in a row. I'm feeling pretty confident about this game and the atmosphere, and I know I, I can't believe it's taken us, let me see, what, 39 minutes. But with uh, Stoops' comments this morning about having confidence in the fans to pound beers, I feel like we got some swaggy Stoops heading into the week a little bit. We had fun with that with the fan base, but I think that might say a little bit about how Stoops in the locker room are feeling too going into a game that otherwise would be dreading coming up on this on the schedule right now. I, I really like where the, the programs are and uh, Kentucky's place in this Like we gotta we gotta laugh too that Stoops is like, it's okay to drink bourbon too, but you, uh, I'm not gonna drink the seltzers though. Not not <laughs> one of us. <laughs> I uh, I did I did like Drew pointed out I did get the sense that Stoops is feeling good on this Monday. I feel like he feels pretty confident. Was he pounding beers Whitney. before the presser? <laughs> How, why, why would put it, maybe not put it past him? Uh, why wouldn't he? Why, I mean, why wouldn't he, uh, feel good because how Kentucky's played Florida here recently? Um, and they have momentum, and Kentucky goes in this game. Nick, they recruited Graham Mertz, they pick Leary over them, so they go into this game thinking they have a better quarterback. And so when that happens, you feel pretty good, and I think they're feeling good going into this big, big home game. Um, and if this is the game, if you've held some stuff back, this is when you kind of unleash it, right? And so uh, I, you got to hope they got the the clunker Devin Leary game out of the way last week. And he bounces back. But I think defensively, I think they feel very confident going up against Florida's offense. Which is a good reminder from uh, somebody in the chat that um, let's not forget what Brad White did to Anthony Richardson last year. Some of that was an outstanding play for Eddie, but – I really like where this defense is. My only concern, if you will, like I, I'm pretty sure Kentucky's going to be good at fitting the run, but they haven't really seen a rushing attack like that this year so far. No, I've, uh, I've got four poster boards here in notes of Florida and, and Kentucky. So, you know, this is a, this is it's getting real now. I mean, this is a real opponent. I, I think this is the first opponent that that could honestly beat Kentucky. Uh, Vanderbilt could if things went just haywire. But looking at Florida, 58% run, 42% pass. So this is a run-heavy team. Both their running backs are averaging 12 yards per carry, which is perfect balance for that. And they got two really good ones uh, in Travis Etienne and Montrell Johnson, both of those really good running backs. So they average 12 yards a pop. ETN can explode. So the Florida will, is it Florida's intent is to control the football, the number one team in the SEC in time of possession. Short passes. They they protect Mertz. Don't let him have to take a lot of chances downfield. But that offense is last in the SEC in scoring, 27 points a game. Uh, but it's going to it's going 38 rush attempts per game. So they're they're going to try to run the ball straight at Kentucky. I like the Kentucky run defense there. So I think that strength on strength. This is the first game we're going to have to see Trevin Wallace get north and south, right? This is going to test him, and I think it's a big game for he and uh, uh, Jackson because they're, you know, this is not an offense that's going to test them sideline to sideline. This is this is a I'm a thumper and I got to come uphill. Also with those safeties, this will be a big Jordan Lovett game, and even though his snap count was a little down last because he's physical, he can come up and stop those running backs. But Florida's intent. 
run the football. Only 33% on third down, which is kind of strange for that team. Uh, other than that, it's a ball control uh, system that just tries to get north and south and, and run the football straight at you. So I think that's what they're going to do. They play like Kentucky has typically played under Mark Stoops. So it's kind of a clash of styles in a weird way because of that. They, they want to run the ball. They want to hammer the rock, play ball control, play keep away, win time of possession, uh, quarterback manage the game, and play good, solid defense on the other end. Where Kentucky comes in as a more explosive passing offense, and it's got the quarterback that they're going to let rip it 30-something times. They don't want Graham Mertz to throw it over 30 times in the game. They want to run the, they want to run the football and win the game that way. So for Kentucky, it's all going to be about fitting the run and then being in your spots where you're supposed to be when they go play action, when they go quick game, and then getting off the field on third down. I mean, that's going to be critical in this game because this could be a this is going to be a low possession game. You know, there could be a, there could be if you if you're bad on third down, there could be a situation where you have low play numbers. Uh, whether your defense can't get off the field or your offense can't extend drives, so third down is going to be huge in this game. And for Kentucky, you talk about offense, you don't want to have a lot of third and longs because Florida is efficient. They're going to have a lot of third and three and third and fours, and so Kentucky's defense mm-hmm. is going to have to win in those, those those short situations. So situational football is going to be big, big here. But Kentucky's the more explosive team. And there hasn't been many times we said this in a Florida matchup. Like Florida's the team that's really got to be careful, I think, about not giving up the big, you know, splash home run plays in this game. Yeah, Kentucky's got the dudes that are the home run hitters, the Percy Harvins, you know. Like that's that's what's fun about this as a UK fan, going in knowing that they've got the athletes that can out-athlete forward on the edge, even though Ricky Pearsall um, did have – I mean, that was a hell of a catch. That was a hell of a catch on Saturday um, against Charlotte. I wanted to get to a few questions in the chat. The one there's there's I I feel like every day there's 17 people asking me why JJ Weaver isn't better at football. I just think it's because the Kentucky defense is so good. Like he doesn't have to have 17 sacks. Like Deion Walker's getting pressures. Ox has got a sack. Darren Henry Young's got a sack. Trayvon Rivka's getting in the backfield. Like the the strength of Kentucky's pass rush is that it's all of the pass rush. And that you have to, you can't like slide to one side. You really can't because the other guys they'll get they'll they'll win their one on one situation. So I don't think JJ Weaver has to be a world beater. And if anything in this matchup, he's just got to be good against the run and setting that hard edge to make sure Montreal Johnson or Travis Etienne doesn't get loose um, because that's where was, their explosiveness is. Yeah, this game was made for JJ Weaver. This is where he excels. Heavy well, personnel, his, run game, yeah. just go set the hard edge and run through a dude's face and make. Tackles for a one, two yard loss. That's what he did last year. He was awesome in this game last year. And this yeah, is it was his comeback game. Who, I mean, he feeds JJ Weaver Florida. Gets, when JJ Weaver gets drafted, it'll be for what he can do against teams like this, teams like this, teams like Georgia, fitting and stuffing the run and then providing some value as a pass rusher. But his main thing he brings to the table is being able to fit the run and make plays and get off blocks and create stalemates in the line of scrimmage. So this is a big JJ Weaver game. Uh, Shocker Cummings reminds us that Florida's uh, O-line doesn't have their center. Love to hear that. He's banged um, up. He's banged up, yes. Oh, man. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, Other thing is, of Florida's passing plays, 30% of them have been caught or completions by uh, Pearsall. So when yeah. Brad, mm-hmm. last week was three dudes that could go get it, right? This week, Florida, I mean, other than Pearsall, their other receiver that had a bunch of catches didn't play against Charlotte. I don't know if he's going to play Saturday. You go past mm-hmm. that, you've got their next leading pass catcher's got like eight eight, eight receptions. So it's either it, – for Florida mainly, it's it's short passes, dink and dunk, get downfield, it's Pearsall or, or nobody. So – uh, I think Brad White, when he has one dude to focus on like that, has done traditionally done well. Uh, but Pearsall is again thirty percent of all catches go to him. Uh, Kook Cat says, "Freddie, quit reminiscing. I need you to break down the offensive line." Freddie, okay. offensive line, do it. Ah. <laughs> I thought Marcus Cox played well. Uh, uh, he really did. What you want me to stop now? Are we? Are we <laughs> no, 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 I'll stop. No, no. Go ahead. Are, are, are we? No, no, no. Are, oh, okay. are we all in on Eli going or Jack? Like what? What do we think they're going to do when Horsey comes back? Everybody keeps asking me that too. Freddie, you're smarter than me. Tell me. Yeah, I, I think Horsey, Horsey's left guard, Jagger be right guard, and Eli be center. I mean, I don't think there's any other option. Uh, to be quite honest, I mean, Dylan Ray did did really good filling in, but. It was Saturday was tough on him. I mean, when, when the athleticism gets cranked up a little bit, you're going to need Horsey and Jagger. Even though, I mean, Jagger played better, I think, at guard than he did at center because he didn't have to think. He could just relax and play. But Kentucky still needs to get better from guard, center, guard. And I think the best possibility would be Jagger. Right tackle, Flax. Again, much like uh, uh, Maxwell Harrison, Jeremy Flax has surprised me this year. Uh, the the USC transfer, I, I can't remember his name. He struggled. I mean, I'm just beyond, against Vanderbilt. I mean, he, he really did. So, uh, I think Horsey, if Kentucky gets Horsey back, I think that is that is the most important thing that can happen for Saturday is getting Kenneth Horsey back because Florida's got some dudes that can run and can move and shift, and, and I'm not so sure that Dylan Ray can handle that right now. Uh, so, that Kentucky needs Horsey back. Stoops yeah, I agree. I think the tackles have been good. Yeah. Yeah. Caddis um, will probably be back, if I'm going to guess. Uh, no long snapper, but, Drew, we didn't have the long snapper Saturday, so the people who were panicking about it, they don't – there there was another guy back there, and he did he did good. We didn't we didn't see a bad snap. This is where it helps have the short snapper. I guess he just has to, you know, work a little harder. How does this work? Is he – is there a big difference here? Are we good? We good moving Do forward? some more push-ups before just, you go out there. Just got to the get off the tee box. Just get off the tee box. <laughs> yeah. You Bring know what you normally driver. do? Just a little farther than that. That was tough, mm-hmm. though. I like uh, Ron Gaines. I like his story. I know losing a long snapper is not that big of a deal, but, you know, new guy to the program here. I hate to see that so fast. Um, Lucky, what's going on with your Bengals? Got a nice drive They're going missing right field now. goals. Yeah, you told me to bet on them. What's going on? I don't, I don't lose bets except for when I do. Listen here, it's early in the game, guys. I didn't tell you bet on first quarter. I said bet the game. Let's play this. I got a question right for Drew real quick. I just, I, before we started, I watched the rapid thing. Did you drink that hot Coke that's been on their <laughs> desk for seven years? 
No, I just happened to have one in my hand, but it looked oh, that way. Oh, okay. It did look that yeah. way. It's yeah. the, the, art of, the art of cinema there, Freddie. Okay. And give away my secrets. You know that room and is... Stephen, Stephen Peake at work. That room is built so the sound, you know, does something weird. I didn't know if y'all... It, it's pretty cool. Rouse, Rouse yeah. was very impressed by the sound today. <laughs> I I was so distracted by it. I just couldn't... I couldn't handle the bright lights, you know? I guess that's why uh, people practice. So... Uh, Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't know about it. Imagine me like knowing what I was going to say before I opened my mouth. Like, uh, not on this show. Um, oh man! But th- this, this is, yeah, seriously, this is just the beginning. This KSR football podcast, just the beginning of stuff to get you ready for Florida game week. We've got big game sale on KS Board where we're cranking up content, and you can get fifty percent off. Um, when you sign up with KS Board for one year, what is, is there? Is there more to the? Is it dollar for a month too, or something else? Uh, yeah, yeah. What well, do that? Just try, then, just try it out for a month for a dollar. But fifty percent yeah. off the year is the real deal there. Yeah, I yeah. mean that's what yeah. you'd rather do. But if you just want to do a month, it's a dollar. Yeah, that you're getting cool the year I, for like five bucks and change for a month. And the board to me is fun because I get to interact with you four on there you know i don't ever see you guys i mean we never hardly together so i like seeing drew answer questions and nick and adam and i just think it's fun so ks board is like a big group text it is it's a big group text we're all just sending memes and talking ball and restaurants oh so talking about baby boy i know I know a lot of people after kentucky beats florida they'll be out like at establishment celebrating saturday night um, I'm just going to be in my recliner with like four games on and uh, drinking some of maybe Mark Stoops' brown water uh, that he was promoting on his call-in show and then just chiming in on the board. There's nothing like a late Saturday night of college football. Just like, what the hell is going on here? Like that That's where it's it's really fun. I know a lot of people like the scoop, and we've got plenty of that too. Um, Brian Robinson, we've been talking about him for a long time. He's going to commit at some point this week. and. It's probably going to be Kentucky. So there's some value in KS Board. And there's also going to be some value on this here YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed, we appreciate you liking all of our stuff. Uh, like I said, huge show coming Thursday. Pigs preview we go live on Friday. Might try to – might be able to effort Nick Delator to get on there too, Bucket. He's been covering the Gators for as long as I've been alive. So um, he, he knows his stuff. It's going to, going to have a lot to get you ready for this big game. And uh, if that's not enough, uh, I think – I'm talking on Andy Stable show as we speak right now. It's some weird wizardry. Don't ask us how we do it, but I'm on two YouTube channels at once. So lots of YouTubing, lots of stuff happening. Um, and I'm getting a new transmission this week and Lucky's getting new internet. So like, it's just a lot of, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Somehow the transmission is easier than the internet. That's funny. Yeah. Talking about the posters. Yeah. Who do miss Britney like, Spears? I can't remember who's on 50 there. 50 Cent. Oh, yeah. one of Justin them is going to do the Super Bowl show, right? Wasn't Usher one of them? I think Usher was one of them. From the KSR football podcast all the way to the Super Bowl. Yeah, oh, look at him rising <laughs> up. I, I'm a big fan of Usher. That was one of the first CDs I burnt was uh, 8701, You Got It Bad. Uh, you Remind Me. Uh, yeah. What else do we have? Even the uh, so, the new uh, jam. sounds like Damn. a young Nick Rouse was a ladies' man with 
Usher was oh. the first CD you're burning. And you made fun of me for breakdancing. And you're listening to that, Nick? Come on, man. Dude, Usher's great, man. Even the new stuff. I couldn't name you one song. That 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 you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you need to breakdance. He's, he's a good dancer, too. He could breakdance. That's what's going to make the Super Bowl show good, is he's going to go out there and um, groove it. Yeah. Uh, Freddie, I got a question for you. Okay. Did you... Were you one of the people that found out about Taylor Swift by watching the Chiefs game yesterday? Pretty much. I mean, I'd heard the name, but I didn't understand. I didn't. I mean, I'm not disrespecting at all. I didn't know how big she was until yesterday. I mean, and then I tried to translate that to somebody my age. I mean, that's like Elvis being in the building as far as popularity. It seemed like, mm-hmm. you know. Modern yeah, game, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. Yeah, Michael. Yeah. 1984 Victory Tour, I was there. I mean, you know what I mean? That was the in Nayland Stadium. That's how big Michael was. So, I didn't know, but, I, you know, seeing that and how big of a deal it was, I learned a lot about it. And I think it's great. What's her fans called? Something? Uh, Swifties. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. But, yeah, it was interesting. I enjoyed the, getting to learn about her yesterday. I liked on this Monday Night Football, uh, not the game the Bengals were losing, the other one. Jason Kelsey and DeAndre Swift were standing next to each other. That yeah. had to have been intentional for the cameras. They can pretend it wasn't, <laughs> but it, it it had to have been intentional. Twitter, the Kelsey oh, Swift jerseys. Oh, man, the Eagles Twitter great. account put something out. Put something out. Put something out about that. that oh man. Oh, um, also we've got a little um, C.J. Taylor for Vanderbilt. Pretty good football player. Um, yes, but. He posted on Instagram, um, thank he to one, but he really to two. And it's him, like, putting a stiff arm out to Ray Davis. So he's talking trash to Ray Davis after they got beat, and he scored two touchdowns on him? It- there was a weird moment at halftime of the game. It didn't get picked up on TV where Vanderbilt's going in their locker room, and Davis and Taylor are just talking, and – Taylor didn't – it looked like he didn't want anything to do with whatever Ray was telling him about. To me, it looked like Ray was just kind of like, why you got to be like that man kind of thing. So, it was just – the whole situation was weird, yeah. I think. And I, It's almost better that oh. they got the game out of the way early uh, and just done week four because that was what a was it? tenuous situation, I felt like. Adam, you got the stats of – what did he do, Taylor? I don't remember um, him. I can – he, he fell down when he could have had an interception. I remember that. Uh, yeah, the stats tell me he had seven tackles and uh, forced a fumble. I don't remember that. Is he in on the fumble? Was Ray Davis fumble early in the game? I couldn't oh, remember if he was maybe in on so. that or not. Um, that was on like the second but, um, drive. The comments, if you want to check the comments, they are something. Uh, Barion's in there. Like you ain't too bleep all game. Uh, Ray is. Barion got into it with him during the game too. They had to be separated early in the game. Uh, Barion and Taylor. <laughs> Ray said you became relevant once I dipped out of there, <laughs> which is uh, yeah, yeah. Um, he said, "Come on now, Chad. You know you were scared <laughs> to talk that bleep. I had you running." He called him by his his uh, his Christian name, not <laughs> CJ. So man, this is. It's behind us. It's it's behind us now. But I thought there would be more made of uh, uh, Ray Davis's comments to you in the fall about they care more about Aldeans than football down there. I thought they might revisit that a little more. They might have in the Vandy locker room. Well, they had (laughs) Cowboys. They were giving out Cowboy hats before the game. 
So, well, maybe you got to get him there somehow. Way. Maybe he oh, meant man. he thought he'd score one, but he scored two. Is that what it said? That 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 would make more sense on the Instagram caption. There we go. He thought he'd score one, but he scored two. Surprised himself. Well, I'm surprised my voice is hanging in there. Um, but before it goes away, we need to get out of here. Appreciate you all tuning in tonight. Hell of a show. A lot more to come this week on the Kentucky Sports Radio Airwaves. For Adam Luckett, Freddie Maggard, and Drew Franklin, I'm Rick Roush. Go Cats and go Croak. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.